Welcome to Parks and Wrecked episode 90. What? All of a sudden we're in a new decade of episode numbers. Uh-huh. Yeah, that doesn't really fit. This is season five, episode 17, Partridge, which I believe Sean was way off on uh, what <laughs> this episode was about, but we'll get into all that. This one directed by Tristram <laughs> Shapiro, written by Dave King, and aired April 4th, 2013. I'm Joey. I'm Haley. And I'm Sean, and I'm way off. <laughs> Sean is way off, but still an enjoyable episode. Ben's uh, morphine scenes in this are very entertaining and lots of great lines in here but first uh, if you're new to the show we are drinking every episode and we have a drink of the episode if you're Whoa. if you're a frequent listener of the show then i mean you know you know we got a drink this one uh we've been on a roll with like really good can art and this one from tups brewery i'm showing it up to sean but the virtual background i have of the this is fine dog is uh <laughs> fully ruining his ability to see it so uh, we will. It's okay. It's okay. We will describe it from afar. It's just got a, a gorgeous picture of Texas on it, and uh, really nice. Uh, it's not really script font, but like that's fancy. Yeah. Though. it's National Standard Light American Ale from Tupps Brewery. And what I like is on the back, you get little. Uh, this is like RPG levels here. They tell you the malt profile, one out of five. The hop profile, one out of five. Drinkability. Seven out of seven, which I now, as I'm saying that out loud, I'm assuming they're going to put that for all of them because uh, I don't know why you right. would say for zero out a of a beer seven. you're selling. Yeah, no, this one's just a two. It's pretty bad. It costs one hundred and ninety nine dollars. This one's good. Yeah, one hundred ninety nine dollars. I'm glad that part shows up. Just the price tag on the beer. Uh, this was part from part <laughs> of our H E B mix and match, which I highly recommend. It's all of these have been really good. Yeah. Word. That's all I got. That's my beer update. Noise. My beer date. Oh, I, I will also say, sorry, one other beer update. Uh, I was very pleased. Oh. The New York Times crossword, my family has been doing it over the weekends. If you didn't do it for this. Uh... Yes. If you didn't do it for Saturday, uh, May 9th, please. Which is my nephew's birthday. Please do not listen to the next 45 seconds Spoilers. of this show. Because there Spoilers. will be a spoiler. But there was a clue that was something along the lines of a portmanteau that you might find in a college dorm, such as drinks being stacked on top of one another or something like that. And I was convinced the answer was pyramid. And my sister just didn't want to believe it. She's the one filling it out. She screen shares. Uh, so she ultimately gets final say. And I I was like, pyramid, like we're going to keep coming back to pyramid. Obviously, that's eight letters. So it's affecting a lot of other words too. And as we were getting some of those other words... Pyramid was still fitting, and up until the very end, there was still there were still some skeptics in the crowd, but it ended up ended up working out. Pyramid, the D led to deep sixes, which is putting uh, oh putting the kibosh on something, which we learned was a oh. reference to naval times when uh, they'd bury people six feet or sorry, six furlongs under the sea, and also. In, in ground, they'd bury them six feet under, which is a great show. 
but not the one we're covering. We're covering Parks and Rec. Oh. Specifically, today, both Sean and Haley have fallen asleep from my beer I You just went so low energy. You started off off so excited about it, and then you just got into this, like, narrating voice of just... Well, I didn't want to be excited about... Like d- people dying. That's... Yeah, but the pyramid part itself. <laughs> oh, the pyramid was great. Yeah. Sean made some pyramids. I remember knocking one over. What? <laughs> I, I don't remember that. No, I'm just kidding. I've never seen a pyramid in real in life. In real life? Yeah. yeah, I've never seen. No, I haven't either. I've seen like a small one, but it wasn't three dimensional. It wasn't actually a pyramid. It was like just the. Like how you stack cards. Yeah, it was just like that, like one depth. I did see, uh, I remember a, a group of friends had a... One can. I don't even really know what you would call it. Just like a, a used drink shelf where like when yeah. they'd finish a bottle, they they were like tracking how much they had had throughout the year. And it was a <laughs> it was a sizable amount of alcohol. I yeah, would my not friends, want to see that. No. <laughs> yeah, one of my friend's apartments, they had that all along like the top of the cabinets. So I think that's maybe a common thing that happens. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. One time when I was in college, uh, I was in this thing called Theater of the Blind where we were putting on a performance where everyone was blindfolded. And so the basically it was like you're using your other senses. So we incorporated a lot of like sound effects and different things. And there were some parts where um, like we were there were we did uh, Don Quixote. So there was a part where the sheep are running around and we made like sheep bah, noises. But bah. we also rubbed like cotton type thing across people. Everyone knew that these things were going to happen. But anyway, oh, and there's a part where there's like water. And so, um, but I had to have, I had to break a bottle. I was in charge of props for this event. I know. And I had to do a bottle break in one of the scenes. And so in my dorm room, I had bottles. Um, and actually none of them were mine. All of them were given to me. I was like, Hey, I'm collecting bottles because I have to do it for this thing. And so I had a bunch of like alcohol bottles and my RA came and like checked my room and she was like, oh, hey, like she left a note on my door and she's like, hey, Haley, um, I noticed there was alcohol bottles in your room uh, and I just need to see your ID. So if you could stop by my room and let me see that. And so then I did. Uh, and it was great timing because I had just turned 21. <laughs> so I walked- so she's like, dang, she's got 40 bottles of alcohol like yeah. a day after. Church. Right. So I was like. Yes, I am freshly four days ago, 21. Here's my ID. So it was crazy. It was crazy timing. But they weren't my bottles. But I could have legit gotten into trouble because you weren't supposed to have, like, that stuff. But it didn't even cross my mind. Like, I was just, like, collecting bottles for this thing. And then I saw that and I was like, oh, no. So you broke a bottle on stage while It wasn't on stage. It was, um, the whole thing was, like, on one level because we were on the same level as the audience. But, yes, like, in the environment. But I broke it in a plastic bag so that the shards wouldn't fly Okay, everywhere. I was yeah. going to say, that seems It was actually, it was supposed to reckless. be the sound of a lamp breaking. So we had to, like, do it like that. But, no. I'm not a no. Foley artist. Never claimed but, uh, to be. But it worked out pretty well. Yeah. It was a cool, it was a cool thing. Yeah, it sounds nice. Yeah. I like it. Luckily for both of you, this... Trivia of this episode, I you don't need to cover your eyes. You can look straight ahead, look up, look down, look left or right even. Excellent. But hopefully you are looking ahead to the end of the season when a cookie cake will be donned to the winner. Sean, you're making it close. You might not be making your predictions very accurately, but you are doing some work on trivia. You're, you're only it, down seven wise. to nine. 
And with, I believe, six episodes left in the season. Oh, so many. You got a good chance. You got a good chance. So we are going to start with your first <laughs> question. Is ready. Which is from the cold open. So hopefully you're paying attention and not uh, making an ego waffle or two during it. But Ron is in the office and a man comes in and says, is Ron Swanson here? And Ron says no, because he doesn't want to deal with perhaps a upset citizen or anything like that. And then uh, the server gets Ron to admit that he is in fact Ron Swanson. How does he do that? Uh, he won a, a free steak from St. Elmo's. That is correct. Nice. Uh, and Ron, Ron gets giddy with excitement. <laughs> and then it's immediately served by Councilman Jam. And Which, of course, angry, but we he will respects all get to. the guts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he Sean likes the movie, celebrating. but if he hates it, Sean's Are real excited. Milk? No, the light doesn't. It's, it's, um, it's a sparkling tequila thing. Okay, cool. I drank a bunch of it last week and threw up heavily. I think I <laughs> just threw up in like, my mouth just hearing you say that. Let yeah. today. But it's very sweet. None of that And you mixed it with milk, adorable. which is the strangest. <laughs> I mean, I no. enjoy a good sparkling milk sometimes. Throw a little tequila, and that's just treating yourself. Yeah, in the lighting, it just looks white. It's funny. Haley, okay. your oh, first question. question. Okay. How old was Ben mm. when he was inaugurated as mayor of Partridge? 18. That is correct. Woo-woo. It's one to one. That one probably a little bit easier, but hey, that's life. Uh, these next I two the are going one, to be percentage related, so I hope you're paying attention to some uh, of the numbers uh, 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 on uh, uh. here. Sean, your question, what was the unemployment rate during Ben's tenure as mayor of Partridge? Oh, right 30%? That is correct. Sean, nice. pulling it out. Excellent job. Excellent job. Well, what's mine? 30%. Haley, your Question. There were a lot of compatibility tests mm-hmm. during this episode. For example, Anne and Chris, only 58% compatible. Mm-hmm. And and that, that caused us some doubts. Meanwhile, Jerry and Anne, very compatible. 84%? They were 84%. What were Donna? Uh, 81%? And Chris is, yes, 81% Thank compatibility. You. And uh, Haley, knowing all the numbers, <laughs> tempted to give her a bonus point, but no. So it's two to two going into this final round here. Uh, the, the I think this is the first time since we've adopted this uh, pandemic format of both of you getting your first no, two questions I think right. We, we tied because we are not on a half anymore. No, no, no. Oh, you tied, yes, but getting right. the first we two just, questions correctly. We just correctly. tied up being yeah. bad at answering. Down the game yes. five. So yeah. Yes, coming out to game That's five. That's it. Uh, Sean. April during her. Uh, disposition mm. makes up some lies about Ron. Says he's a vegetarian. He looks so pained during it. <laughs> uh, mainly trying to emphasize that he is not a violent person and that he's very kind to everyone. What does April say that Ron's nickname around the office is? Ooh. Haley looks like she can steal this one. Ooh. I I'm in the range. I don't know if I got it a hundred percent. I I don't remember. We're gonna go with softy pants. That's pretty close. I think that's pretty close. I think it's softy McHuggins or something like that. It's I'm tempted to give Sean a half point for this, and I think I will because it's softy pants McHuggable. Oh, oh. I, I think we both. 
We're in the same range. Yeah. 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 We both get a half. Okay. Or yeah. zero. Or zero. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we both get zero. Both get zero. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to be more charitable, I know, but that's but fine. Uh, well then, Haley, your I don't chance. Need your charity. Your chance. Yeah, Joey. Oh, well, you're not getting that cookie cake then, Haley. Your your last question. So many episodes left. And Sean, with the chance to steal, if Haley does not get this, I need the full answer as to why, though. Ugh. What's the only thing Ron hates more than lying? I need the thing and why he hates it. Mm, okay, he hates skim milk. That is correct. Because it's water. pretending to be milk which is essentially a lie he just straight up says he says water lying about being milk lying about being milk yeah okay yes Haley okay bringing it home with the victory we need to add like dings and and, uh, game show music or something do it in post (laughs) that's easy for you to say Sean (laughs) oh yeah true because you're not editing this no I could I could probably do it in post we'll get uh We'll have Sean make some some more uh, theme music, like okay. the beginning of this podcast. Has. Yes, it'll just be Sean doing Family Feud or Price is Right, which gets a mention in this episode. Or we'll not? Get, we'll get to a all. song that someone else does. Oh, we'll got to all of that. Uh, oh, but no. if you do it, if you do it enough, then it all works out. Like if you if you combine <laughs> them enough. So if you do. Price is right combined with family right. feud. Overlay that. If you create a portmanteau, like a pyramid. Oh, a pyramid. Then there you are. Speaking of pyramids, should we talk about these beards? Beardamids. Our beards? The, what who yes, beards? Yes, the two of you. Mine is mine isn't great. I've been shaving except for this number right under the chin. That's getting pretty long. Joey is more manly than I am. I got Sean's it. going with the Mike Shinoda look. Of big old soul patch and nothing else. And I like it. Joey's is very fluffy jo- today. Yeah, Joey's is. Whew. I I've uh, I got a beard brush a few weeks ago and I ha- hadn't used it like super regularly, but I feel like the last few days I've been given a nice brush out of the shower. You've and been I, I think that it. yeah, I think that uh has maybe been adding some of the oils to the skin and, and giving it a healthy lustrous <laughs> thick patch uh it's not even patch it's like a thick thicket of hair i upwards of 16 inches um just jettisoning out of my face from any direction and uh it's horrifying but this is we can get haircuts now. this is how we but are I'm yeah i'm not going i'm too scared yeah also my friend shared a a, a map i guess of all the great clips in the greater dallas area i don't know why oh. he doesn't live in dallas so i don't know why he was looking at this all the but great clip. <laughs> uh they were all either still closed or had at least a i believe a 76 minute wait was the shortest one and he was like i love the idea of someone being like you know what i'm gonna risk my life for this hour and a half wait at great clips <laughs> <laughs> well they probably have the online queuing now but yes absolutely um my mom's fr- like I guess friend, but also cleaning lady, um, but mostly cleaning lady. I don't know. Anyway, she apparently was uh, driving past a hair salon at like 2 a.m. and there was a line out the door. I was like, why were they open? But I guess as soon as they got the green light, they were like, let's do this. 24-7 hair salon. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Love it. 
Speaking of crazy dude, Sean. That's what me. Ha- what happened in this episode? This episode, it was all right. Um, that the I worst will tell dude, you. I will tell you right now. Next episode is better. <laughs> okay. I already know. So we got two plots going on. Oh, we got three plots. We got an A, B, and C. Plot A. Oh yeah. Is Leslie and Ben. Ben, we're back in Partridge. So Partridge, we're not talking about a uh, the uh, Chris, what's the Christmas song called? That's a Partridge. Twelve Christmas. days of Christmas. Twelve days of Christmas. I knew that. Um, <laughs> so Ben is back in Partridge, Minnesota, uh, where he was the mayor at eighteen years old, uh, but he broke the city financially. Um, but they've invited him back to give him a key to the city. So uh, they're super excited. Uh, ben is uh, kind of nervous because um, he, he remember, remember being called Ice Clown and all that good stuff. Um, he's, I forgot what he's doing. He's, he's meeting with somebody and has to go use the bathroom a bunch of times. They say, oh, it's, that's been five times in an hour. And so yeah, with his, his sister. Yeah, his sister. Oh, there. his sister. And. Leslie being all weird has a binder uh, and wants to know all of Ben's ex-girlfriends and what base he got to <laughs> with all of them. And probably um, dozens of other questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess we met Ben's sister. We haven't met her before. Um, but while they're doing this and answering some questions, uh, Ben goes to the bathroom again. Uh, but then you hear him like uh, screaming in pain. He wasn't really screaming. He was. He was uh I think there was like a crashing sound and then some noise like maybe like a uh he, he was in pain. <laughs> yes. And, and so uh and he's holding his lower region and then his sister they go and find him. His sister goes to call nine one one uh while Leslie checks in on turns out he has kidney stones. Um Convenient. I've, never had, I've never had kidney stones. I've I've known people that have had kidney stones. They say it's the worst, worst p- pain you could have. Ben thought he was giving birth, but it was like, there's no way that's possible. <laughs> um, and then he thought it was twins. Soon after. <laughs> um, and so, and it's literally two hours away, literally two hours away from the ceremony uh, for him to receive the key to the city. Uh, but he's all hopped up on morphine now in the hospital med- bed. Uh, super pale. Um, he's uh, speaking nonsense. Uh, it was very. It was funny. This was, this was the funnier aspects of the episode was Ben speaking while drugged up. Um, but Le- Leslie decides to uh, go ahead and accept the key uh, in his honor. He had a whole speech prepared. Um, Leslie loved it. Um, every time he got to the end of the speech, she cried. So that, I guess that's how good the uh, speech was. Uh, Leslie goes to meet the mayor, and the mayor happens to be J.K. Simmons, who's been uh, in everything I have watched lately. <laughs> like he, new and old. Yeah, new and old. He was in Party Down, which we recently watched. He has a, a recurring role in Brockmire. Yeah, yeah, with Adam Scott in uh, Party Down and Megan Mullally in Party Down. Yeah, so everyone. Except all the Tennessee whole cast. wasn't in this episode, so oh, no, never no, mind. No. But yeah, the whole cast: Jane Lynch, uh, Lizzie Kaplan. Oh, I meant the whole cast. Ken of Parks and Rec Oh, the whole in, cast. In that show. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was in yeah all the things. 
as soon as he arrived in this episode, I'm like, he is too famous for the show. Why is he? Why is? I guess he's just doing his Paul Rudd. I mean, season style. season five of Parks and Rec, I would say, was pretty. Like that's when it was at its peak. Yeah. I yeah. No, the show had yeah. a lot of acclaim. Well, just like it had been around a while, people knew what it was. It was a really popular show. Oh. There's other famous people in there that pop in. Yeah, other famous people. But J.K. Simmons <laughs> is the it's the mayor, and even though he uh he turned he turned Ice Town and he was the Ice Clown, they're happy to have him back as kind of redemption because they gave it, given a key to all the other mayors. And so uh, when they go to do the ceremony, you know, there's chairs, there's people waiting, there's like a stage, and J.K. Simmons is up there, and uh, they unveil a banner. And it, I think it says, uh, congratulations, Ice, Ice Clown. Yeah. Leslie's like, that's a typo. That's a typo. <laughs> and um, J.K. Simmons, he's like, um, there, it was a setup um, to set up Ben to make fun of him again. Ben thought, um, Ben and Leslie thought they had turned a corner, but of course not. They have not forgotten. Um, that's where they mentioned that uh, 30% of the town was, had been unemployed. Uh, the people are disappointed that... Uh, Ben is not there. They go to give, they give Leslie the key to the city and they open the box and a bunch of water just falls out because the key was ice, just like the uh, ice town he tried to make, but it melted. So, yeah, I think um, he said he uh, wasn't polling very popular with the, the people at that time, so he was going to make fun of Ben to get his numbers back up. Right, and that was supposed to be uh, Mayor J.K. Simmons's Big comeback was making fun of Ben to get uh, popular again. But, uh, of course, Ben is in there. So, uh, the, you know, so J.K. Simmons is pretty upset uh, that it didn't happen. Leslie goes back to Ben. Um, ben saw Leslie on TV but wasn't comprehending what was happening. She says, hi, Leslie. When he gets checked out of the hospital the next day, they go to meet the mayor. Um, to actually get a real key to the city, and J.K. Simmons is like, nah, um, his his numbers would go down if he did that, uh, even though it's in private. It's because if somebody found out, his uh his polling numbers would plummet. So, uh, they are not a fan. Uh, so Ben was all right that morning, but then the morphine started kicking in again. Uh, when they were in J.K. Simmons' office, so he was he has a bronze eagle on his desk, and Ben was trying to feed it. Because um, it was starving. Because <laughs> it was starving. Um, so when they f- learn that, I mean, they're not getting a key to the city, they just leave. And then to wrap up this plot, they ended up being the hot closing. They're out just sitting by a lake, and Leslie pulls out a key to the city that she stole from the mayor's desk. And Ben's like, What? Um, and Leslie gives it to him, says, Hey, you deserve this. But Ben's like, nah, I don't want it. And so he gets up and takes a key and throws it into the, I guess, the little creek area. But then a, 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 park, a park ranger sees it and says, hey, uh, our lake's not trash. And they're like, oh, we're sorry. And then the park ranger's like, hey, are you Ben White? Get out of here. And they ch- he chases him away and they <laughs> run away. <laughs> um, plot B was Ron is getting sued by Councilman Jam for punching him in the face at Leslie's uh, wedding. 
so he got served, as we discussed in the cold open. Uh, Ron tells uh, Tom. Uh, Ron tells Tom, April and Andy about it. Uh, Andy immediately wants to be uh, Ron's lawyer because he said he'll object to everything and it, it'll make the child go on for days and nothing will get paid. Ron declines. He knows not to have Andy as his lawyer because <laughs> that would be a very bad idea. Um, so they they go to I guess the dep- deposition. Wait, no, Ron. So Ron tells him about it and then goes back to his office, but he didn't so- sound upset or anything. <laughs> and uh, so Tom goes, "Wow, wow, he's taking it pretty well." And then all you hear is a scream. And then you run into Ron's office and there's a baseball bat stuck in the wall. <laughs> and, and Ron tells April to call the maintenance guy to come fix the wall. Um, at the deposition, uh, Councilman Jam is there. He's such a douche. Ugh, I hate characters like this that are like, like, all right, we get it. He's a douche, but they're making him sound even more douche. Um, with, I guess the, the judge is in there asking Ron, have you ever wanted to punch, punch Jam in the face? Um, Andy isn't very good at covering for Ron, so he tells the absolute truth that uh, yeah, he did, and um, but he said some other things. I forgot what he said, but then he said, uh, also people usually don't believe me, so there's that. <laughs> well, the the uh, a lawyer for Jam goes something like, "Oh, it sounds like uh, you have an interest in." law enforcement and he goes yeah i in fact at the time of this i was training to become a cop but i i didn't i didn't get it and he asked and why was that and he said i pooched the brain exam and then he adds that uh, you probably shouldn't believe a, a lot of what he says <laughs> um and so next up was well i don't remember the order but tom comes in and he's just saying nonsense like no uh ron's never wanted to uh punch jam in the face he's never expressed this he was like mark uh, z in the social n <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just being classic time he wasn't annoying time though so thank goodness and leslie wasn't annoying leslie either i guess th- those are the positives of this <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> i guess the characters i find annoying weren't that annoying except for jam Sean's um, positives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we talked about April comes in and she's lying her ass off too. And Ron is never, would never hurt a fly. Big softy. Um, big softy. Softy pants, pants McHuggles. McHuggles. McHuggable. And, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's a vegetarian and they cut the run and Ron kind of like, he doesn't He's offended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they go back. They reconvene the three, the four of them, and Ron's disappointed that uh, they committed perjury, um, because he, you know, he's fine with admitting that he uh, he punched Jam in the face, and that he's always wanted to punch Jam in the face. And he met him or saw him for the first time four years ago. Yeah, he hates liars and he hates skim milk um, (laughs) because it's a lie. He (laughs) he hates being called a vegetarian. Um, so he makes them go back in there and tell the truth. Well, uh, it makes 
Tom and April go back in there because Andy told the truth. So he's just standing next to Ron, uh, and they both had like their fingers in their pants. I think this is when I laughed the hardest because <laughs> uh, Andy was like just standing next to Ron, all proud, looking at the camera, and Ron's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> um, so then they both go in there, and Tom tells the story of how uh, Ron wanted to punch Jam four years ago because uh, Jam was on the phone talking to somebody about how he fixed somebody somebody's wife's teeth. And he ended up the the guy on the phone ended up fixing uh Jam's wife we call him Yuhas or Yahas, which I assume means breasts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're not familiar with that term, Sean? <laughs> no, I am not at all. And then he also adds like six other occasions that Ron wanted to punch him. Yeah. Because <laughs> they like they asked him, all right, what time was it? <laughs> that Ron wanted to punch you. It's like, well, there's plenty of times. Which one do you want? Um, April goes in there and she tells the truth as well. Wait, who adds that he also hates the government? Some of, One of them says that and Jam thinks that will increase his chance. April April says that Ron has said he want, He always says he wants to overthrow the government, but he hasn't done that yet. Yeah. And so... Uh, so what ends up happening is Jam leave. Well, as Jam's about to leave, because they're done interviewing, he's like, well, this is, you know, a clear-cut case for me. And Ron says again, I want to punch you in the face right now. And so they get out of there. And the three other folks uh, are worried about Ron. They don't want him to lose all his money. Ron actually doesn't know how much money he has. He's being sued for, I memorize this, uh, thinking it was going to be a trivia question. Uh, 13000 for dental repair, 6000 for like enamel repair, and then $46 million <laughs> for, I guess, the mental trauma that he had to go through. Um, and so they're worried that he's going to lose, and Ron doesn't know how much money he has. He had, and he said, ah, I love the line. He, knows how much, he doesn't know how much money he has, but he knows how much money... And how many pounds of money I have. Yeah, because he has a lot of money in gold. And, and so, palladium as well. <laughs> so you know how much his money weighs, but he doesn't know how much it's worth. And, and Tom wants to immediately tweet that to Drake and have him use it in his next song. <laughs> um, and so Ron leaves, and the three of them are like, man, we got to do something to help Ron. Um, so what they end up doing is they did a bunch of research and cross-check names and documents and all this stuff and they go into jam's office and they say hey we got all this uh info on you all this uh on this affidavit where you also committed perjury like andy says like they did yesterday um and uh jam is sitting there like nah you got nothing and let me see that file and so tom hands him the file and so as jam he does he lightly grabs the file but Tom immediately screams out in pain that he twisted his wrist and falls to the floor. And uh, April's like, look, look what you did to him. And Andy's all concerned. I don't think Andy's in on the joke. I think he really thinks Tom is seriously hurt. Um, Meanwhile, Tom is holding his leg now. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, yeah. And he's asked if his face is falling off and all that good stuff. And so they get jammed to say, all right, um, don't, I won't. I'll drop the lawsuit if you don't release the affidavit. And so uh, they said, cool. 
And um, Andy carries Tom out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> and they leave. Um, and so, yeah, Ron's good. He's not going to be sued anymore. The last plot is Anne and Chris go to see some counselor for a compatibility test. No, they do the compatibility test online, and they're 58% match, which is not good. Chris was hoping to win the cap- compatibility test, but it was not a competition, which Anne had to explain to him. Um, but even if it was, they lost, and what she does <laughs> say at the end. Um, and they're doing this in the presence of Jerry and Donna and so Donna does a compatibility test with Chris and I think they were 81% and uh, so Donna asked Chris hey you want to have a baby he can have your hair and have everything else can be Donna Um, and then Jerry and Anne Jerry does a compatibility test with Anne and it's 84% and that's when Chris admits that they lost this conference. <laughs> uh, so they're super worried. They go back to the counselor. Um, the counselor questions if they even know each other because they don't agree anything. Like Anna wants it to be a girl. Chris wants it to be a boy. Uh, Chris wants the occupation of the boy to be a six-time Tour de France champion. I think Anne said teacher or something. I think so too. And there is there's one more. It was uh, how, religion, yeah, religion, and Chris says whatever he wants. <laughs> Anne says whatever he wants. Chris says Buddhist, and he's like, oh, oh whatever he wants, <laughs> oh, whatever he wants. And so the counselor is like looking at him, like maybe y'all should do one more compatibility test. Anne's like, no. Chris is like, yay. But like the next time we see them, uh, Chris has a compatibility test for them. It's one question: Do you want to uh, do your best job to raise this child to be successful? And da 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 da. Yes or no? And they both. Check yes, and so that's how they know that they are going to be compatible parents. Which I don't, I'm kind of lost here because is Chris going to be involved as a father? Like, seems like yes. It seems like they're entering not only a sperm donation agreement but also a parenting agreement. Okay, yeah. Cause so Sean's window is closing, is what you're yeah. saying. Initially, when I thought this was happening, I thought Anne just wanted to raise a baby on her own. I think so. And then I think once Chris got involved, that kind of shifted because I think he wanted more involvement. A lot of that, yeah. a lot of that plot is happening off screen. Because I believe when she's interviewing people back when she's first starting, she even expressly states, like, you wouldn't be involved. Yeah. I just want your that sperm. sperm. Yeah. Like, the, oh, okay. like from the douche. I'm just, I'm confused. They've dated before. Um, they're both still attracted to each other. They don't have to date again. They can just do it the natural way. No? Okay. Oh. Well, that is not. I don't know what's in their before. agreement. We're going to have a baby. We're just not going to have sex, even though we've had sex before. Yeah. And then they both, sign, both, they both sign the document. And we're both single. Did they expressly say that, though? No, they haven't expressly no, yeah. said anything. That's why it's, that's why it's a little bit ambiguous. Hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's what happened today. Nice. I also, this is my, my uh, acting lesson note of this, is for any aspiring actor, I think watching Adam Scott's non-verbal acting is very good. Like, he's so good at it, whether it's... You know, giving his look to the camera during uh, everyone fawning over little Sebastian, and he's just perplexed. Oh, yeah. 
or uh, anytime he's on morphine in this episode. Uh, just very, very good uh, expression, physicality. Yeah. Um, when he was drunk and they were all doing but, those cuts. Yes, Baba Booey. <laughs> That's a word, but also just yeah, his 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 non uh, nonverbal acting is very good. There you go. Well, I guess that's uh, as good a time as any to kick it on over to top five. Oh. You'll get caught up in the top five. And it's me today. When Leslie and Ben are sitting on that park bench by the lake, Ben tells a fascinating story. Oh, yeah. This is our quote of the episode, in fact. Oh, noise. Yeah. But just the end or the whole story? Just the end. Okay. From Leslie? No. Is that a Ben quote? No, it's a Ben quote. So maybe it's the beginning, in fact. Where okay, he's well, then the you tell the story. I where he's, he's just recounting his, his friend Jack and him being on a boat. And he said, one time our boat... Or it's how they would come out to the lake regularly. And he said, one time our boat almost tipped over. And then it didn't. And then that's the end of the story. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then Leslie starts to... She tells him that that was barely a story. And he was like, well, Leslie... <laughs> There wasn't very much to do in this town. <laughs> my, my childhood wasn't very exciting. Um, so it's a great story. So today's top five is inspired by such. Haley's top five stories. About being on a boat. Yeah. No, not stories, but oh, like just... boat experiences. Boat experiences, yes. Boat times. Number five. <laughs> Okay, number five. Uh, my cousin Jennifer. Yes, I know. One time she got married. This was years and years and years ago. I was probably like, I don't know, 13 or 14 maybe. Um, and she maybe even a little bit younger. But uh, the reception of the wedding was on a yacht. It was like a small yacht, but it was a yacht. And then, so it was so fancy. I was like, oh, my goodness. Me, me, me and my brother, we were like, we're about to be on a yacht. Like, what is this all about? This is crazy. So then we, you know, we drive to the place and then we were looking and we we're like, oh, this is what a yacht is. Because the boat didn't seem like that big. She and said everyone, yuck. Yeah. Well, everyone was just like, ah. And then we were like, OK, cool. But it was cool. So we went out there and it like did a little tour around. I don't even know where we were. We were on like, I don't know, somewhere in the greater Houston area some kind of like bay or something. Uh, it may have been out towards Seabrook. So then we just, yeah, we kind of toured around. So we were out there for a while. And I think there was like fireworks at the end. So it was cool. And there was like a couple of different things to do. We were running around. So yeah, that was, that's uh, number five. Number four. Woo. Okay. Number four is when I was a Girl Scout and I went to a sailing camp also in Seabrook called Camp Costamare, where I later worked for a couple summers. But anyway, uh, at that time, I know Joey's like, whoa, crazy. But he already knew. Uh, anyway, so me and my friend Courtney, we had went there for resident camp and we were learning. We did like an intro to sailing course. So we got some basics and we, you know, we had to do a lot of practice in before we were even allowed to get on the water. And then we were allowed to go on the water and we went out with someone who was a more advanced sailor uh, as our like co-boat person, uh, our, our captain, we'll say, for the pr- purpose of this. And uh, so we were sailing around and then after a little while, you know, we were, we were kind of like getting to help a little bit. And then she was like, does one of you want to try 
to sail. And I was like, sure, I will try to sail. And so she gave me the things and she was like telling me what to do. And we were going really well for a minute. And then she told me to do something and I must have done it like the opposite direction because I immediately made our boat capsize. Uh, and my friend had a terrible experience. I thought it was kind of fun. Like, I mean, it's a little bit scary because your boat is capsizing and like a giant sail is coming down. Uh, but so then you just started singing Sail by AWOL Nation. That song was not as you ran out remotely out yet. Oh, it might have been. It wasn't. Um, this was way before that. And yeah, so then she would not go back out. But I went back out later in the day. But yes, if if that song had been out, we might have sang it as as we returned our boat to the upright position and got back on. Number three. Number three, my friend Raul, he loves to paddleboard and kayak. I don't really like paddleboarding as much. It's just kind of like, I would just rather be in a canoe or a kayak. Um, standing on the paddleboard kind of makes my knees hurt. Uh, I like to do it surfboard style and just lay on my belly and like paddle with my hands. Yes, but they're really wide, so that's hard to do. So you don't get very far, but it's still kind of fun. Um, so when I do paddleboard, I don't do it correctly very often. And I do like to play around on them and like shake around and try to fall off a little bit because they're pretty stable. Um, yeah. So anyway, learning how to paddleboard and also just like hanging out with him and kayaking and paddleboarding. We always have a good time. We'll usually do it like around sunset where it's a little bit cooler in the day and we can just kind of go down Ladybird Lake, Town Lake area. Uh, and sometimes we'll go to the Bat Bridge and, and watch those. And one time my brother came with us and that was super fun. Because I don't think he's... Well, I guess he's done a little bit of stuff like that before. But it was fun. Number two! I was a Girl Scout for a really long time, as you know. And did a ton of canoeing during that time. I love canoeing. I love to be in the water, on the water, under the water. Uh, but one thing in particular that me and some of my Girl Scout friends like to do is to swamp our canoe, which is where we... And we would always pretend that it was an accident because my mom would tell us not to swamp our canoe. She'd be like, I see you like you're supposed to stay dry. That's supposed to stay on top of the water. And we'd be like, oh, yes, of course, that's what we will do. Uh, and then we would go like, oh, no, we're falling over. And like uh, we would turn our boat on the side, fill it with water and climb back in and paddle with it full of water because it's just so fun to swamp your canoe and then at the end you like turn over and you lift it over your head and you drain it and then you like throw it and you climb back in it's just a fun experience so we would swamp it all the time and it was our favorite thing to do number one so number one is a time that we were all together what we like a year ago last summer uh our friend rob z rob z uh, and our friend Kim, they, for Rob's birthday, they invited a bunch of people out on a boat and we went uh, over and then we, you know, we were on the boat for a while. We saw a bunch of beautiful houses and all this stuff. It was a great day. The weather was nice. We got to this spot and we just like chilled and there was music and we had like footballs and cupcakes for Rob's birthday and like this big floaty thing. What was that called? Like a lily pad or something that we could all just like lay on and flow. We were like playing football really far. Anyway, it wasn't only a birthday celebration. It was a surprise engagement celebration. Well, a surprise for us. They knew they were engaged, but they were like, surprise, we got engaged. And this is our engagement announcement. 
So not only was it a fun festive boat birthday party, but it was a fun festive boat birthday engagement party. They had snacks and there were sodas for Sean because yes. I couldn't drink at so, the time. That was Sean, no drinking time. And we played, um, what did we play? Jackpot. No, we didn't play jackpot, did we? We played hello, governor. We played hello, governor. Yeah, and we had fun. And the boat captain guy. He was cool. Yeah, he was cool, and he played with us for a bit, too. It was good times. And we we docked near some uh, very drunk uh, people. Yes. That there was a turtle, and we wanted them to leave the turtle. Oh, yeah. They, like, caught a turtle. And then like, put the turtle back. The the guy like brought it up on the boat and he was like handing it to his kids and stuff and they were letting it Not our boat, around. it was a different boat. Different boat entirely. Um yeah, that was weird. They did throw the football back to us a couple times, so that was nice, but the turtle thing, we were like let the freaking turtle go. And then also like a CBD ice cream boat came over. Yeah, we wanted that. Well, we Sean wanted that. Yeah. I think a couple people were like, ooh. <laughs> but I don't think any of us got it. Some of the people, like on the other boats around us, did. There was probably like five or six boats kind of spread out in that little area right there. So we heard a bunch I, I of remember, different music. I remember there was a when it was time to leave, we needed a, a push off because we were on the on the on the boat and we just needed a slight push in a different direction from these girls that were, you know, we're we're in standing water. We're able to, they're, they're able to stand. Yeah. So we were yelling like, hey, can you just kind of nudge us this way? And they were so drunk, they couldn't tell what we were asking them to do. <laughs> so I think um, our captain had to get back in the water and push the boat himself and then hop back in and start the boat again. So that was, that was a really fun time. We made Rob emotional. He was happy that we were all there for him. Yes. And I remember when they announced, and they announced their date too. Oh, um, yeah. And it was set. So we're doing this party in 20, it was 2019. And they announced their wedding for 2021. I'm like, why aren't they doing it in 2020? Good thing they didn't do it in 2020. <laughs> yeah. Man, they, uh, that would have been rough. That would have been rough. So, but isn't, I think their date is 4321, right? Because they wanted it, they thought right. it would be cute to do 4321. Yeah. Yeah. So, whew. Yeah. They that one. For real, though. Top five. We were caught up in that. Top five. And I hope you got uncaught from the top five because now it's time for categories. Categories. And a big plot of this episode is around Ron's punch of Councilman Jam, the, the follow-up in the to face. everything. Yes, punch in the face. Uh, this may come back to bite me because i did not play this one as much as the n64 game but i thought it might be fun for categories to what do a little happening? characters from the gamecube version of super smash brothers no and uh, <laughs> i'll kick it off no. i'll kick it off with yoshi peach mario luigi link zelda mr game and watch the climbers what are they called ice climbers ice climbers boom Marth. Ness. Uh, did we already say Kirby? We have not. Roy. Dang, I was going to say Roy. Uh, <laughs> Jigglypuff. Is there one that's like K-Jack or something? Or like a... No. What's the orange... What's the guy with the gun? And he's like orange and he like goes like... Pew! 
Samus? <laughs> no, who? Samus. Is that him? She's a woman, but Samus. oh, maybe, maybe she's a woman. Yes, you're talking about Samus. Okay, that one. Or Samus, if you say it like Joey. I say it like the guy says it. I never played Metroid, so I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the one I'm saying. Samus. <laughs> nice. I guess Sean's is, is Fox then. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll go Star Fox or Fox. Falco. Oh no. It's pretty smooth flying me. fox. Um, the problem is I don't really remember what everyone said. I don't think I don't think Falco said pretty smooth flying in Smash Brothers. No, that's in Star Fox. Um, but that would be great if he. That's one of his taunts. <laughs> Even if he's not playing Fox, he just calls everyone Fox. Foxy lady. I don't think I think of uh, the character that has probably the best punch in the game, and he yells that he's doing a punch. Did we already say Mario? Is that Mario in there? Yes, but that's not who I was referring to. I Mario know. is in there. Is Bowser in there? Yes, you're correct. There we go. That was going to be my next one. Ooh. But I'll go Falcon. ahead and use Captain Falcon because doing Yes, because he goes, yeah, okay. I was yeah. going to use Leon from F-Zero oh. X. No, I'm just kidding. That's not a real character. Good. In the game. I didn't think so. Uh, Donkey Kong. I just never know. There's D-K. no more. Donkey Kong. How many more are they? How many have we said? I would say we've said 19, uh, and I believe there's 34. Is there another princess that's not Peach that wears yellow? Uh, she's not in. She's not in Mario Daisy? Tennis. Trailer. Yeah, she's not in that one. She's in Smash Bros. Brawl. Mm. All right, I think the, I'm the, solidly There's some Pokemon. Out. There's more but Pokemon. Are the, but are the Pokemon the I, most famous? Po- who is the most famous Pokemon? I didn't know those were actually fighting characters. I thought those yeah. were just that came out of the Pokeball. There even there's two in the original. Okay, Pikachu then. Yeah, Pikachu. There's also a Pichu. Oh, Pichu. Ah, is that what Sean's saying? Yes. Dang, yes. now I, now I might need the help. Let's see. I know we've said some folk. There's another Pokemon. Uh, Bulbasaur. And he was created in a lab. Mewtwo. There it is. <laughs> That's gonna be my next guess. <laughs> um, and again, I'm I'm still out, as I have <laughs> been for several rounds. Um. I might be out too. I feel like we're. Did we get everyone who's in the original? Maybe that was my goal was to at least did, get did to you that. Say, you said Ness. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I only play with like three of the characters. That's the problem. I'm okay. Well, let's let's call it. Well job. Well job. Well job. Everyone. Yeah. Is Diddy Kong Ooh. in uh brawl or in uh, melee or no? I think he's in. Well, it could be. I can't remember. Yes, they we play together. We could also just look this up. Yeah, I'm impressed. That did, was. More... Did you give a game and watch? Did you give? A I game? did. Yes, that was like my second oh, one. No. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice, 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 Master Hand. <laughs> yeah, I was like Master Hand, but he's not really playable unless you break the game. Oh, it's my favorite thing to do. I just wanted to look up how many characters there are. There's a Ganondorf. Ganon. 25 uh, or 26 if Zelda and Sheik are considered separate. Hmm. Um, Which I didn't. That's why I didn't say Sheik because yeah. yeah. Zelda, Zelda turns into Sheik. Well, dang. So let's see. The ones That's we one missed. one of the characters I played. We missed Dr. Mario. Ah. Uh, we missed Ganondorf. We missed... Oh, there really wasn't that many. <laughs> Dr. Mario was going to be the last one. Yeah. Oh, we missed Young Link. 
which is stupid. I thought and I then, said, and then yeah. Sheik is is differentiated. I thought you just said Link and then Zelda, but who knows? Oh, I, I, I was going to, but then I forgot and picked somebody else. Yeah. I don't know why I thought there were more characters. Maybe I'm thinking of Brawl. Well, job. Yeah, yeah so well we pretty much. I mean, not me, but you guys pretty much covered all of them. Excellent. Woo-hoo. We are we are wonderful people. You're right. We are. Uh, we are. I did a good job. I did a good job today, guys. You I did not killed it. No, you didn't order a whole pizza. <laughs> Just kidding. No. You killed it in life, Sean. So you bring this up. I got a Papa Murphy's yesterday. Oh, um, is that good? Delicious. Oh, it's delicious. Um, eight. There's one close to us too. Eight six eighths of the pizza felt terrible. Was regretting. Went to the bathroom while I was in the bathroom, regretting all of life. Did it feel like, like kidney stones? Were you eating more while you were in there? No, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> the kidney stones part is gross. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta um, finish this pizza. <laughs> I I got a triple pepperoni pizza with extra cheese. Shoot. Uh, tasted great, but I was hugging that life. toilet. Yeah. Hating life. Uh, uh, this this was anyway. This was yesterday. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And so I ate the last two slices this morning for breakfast. Um, but I said I did better because when the episode was over, I closed my eyes and exited out of Netflix without seeing. Nice. The title of the Very next good job. Avoided well, that I feel like you might have a, a bit of a guess based on the title of it, but we'll we'll see. It's still vague enough. Uh, I just want you to know we're gonna get some of my favorite characters in the show. Uh. Arguably starring in this episode. Okay. All right. I'm ready. It is called Animal Control. Go. Then there's already an Animal Control, like in season one. Go, go, go. Guys. No, this is my. So we're doing this again. Some, some, something gets loose and it's on the news and it like the, it terrorizes people and they got to go get them. And Tom has to run after a go-kart again to catch up. <laughs> Yeah, they're just gonna do the same the same plot point. <laughs> Andy Samberg and will come no back again. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun fact: I the the cartoon strip Garfield. Uh, apparently, he's done that before. Jim Davis has done that, where he's released thing. literally the same strip and like passed it off as a new one. And I was reading some article that called him out on it and showed like several examples of like, hey, here's this one from 1992. I mean, it went on for years and the years exact and same years. strip from 2005. Also, would highly recommend Garfield minus Garfield which is the Garfield strips without Garfield. So it's mostly John talking to himself and it's like real depressing if Garfield's not in there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's just just a sad man by himself. No. I know. Guys. Yes. I don't know what y'all are doing, but on Monday nights, not to uh, promote you know, another property on our podcast. How dare you. But at, um, I played uh, Bingo monday and it's music bingo it is a bunch of songs that i don't know um, but <laughs> but you won but, but hey siri knows these songs and oh. i ended up oh, winning <laughs> and i won a parks and rec trivia do- diy set Woo! that i immediately sent to joy very well done uh, there's some tough questions in there i was browsing through we'll have to do some kind of Maybe maybe uh, end of the season or end of the show we can do that. 
Something with some, it? Some live version. Yeah, we'll get a bunch of people. That's what I was thinking. We should get more people in yeah, with us. Party time. There was an entire, I told Sean this, there was an entire round about food, which was a nice throwback to our what? food of the episode days. Food of the episode. Food of the episode. So if people do want to play, how do they How do they do it? It was a PowerPoint, wasn't it? <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's like a deck. We could probably host we it. No, I don't, mean, I don't mean trivia. I mean the bingo that you were talking about. Oh. Oh. Um, so it's hosted by Get It Gals. Just search for them on Eventbrite. Um, it's called Musingo, Music Bingo. It's on Monday night starting at, ooh, I think it's 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, and it's great. If you like songs that Sean doesn't know, then you'll be good at it. Waddle waddle. Sometimes he knows some of them. And the music, Musingo spelled with a Z. Right. Is that correct? Okay. Like so Z. So it's Musingo. Yeah. A mix of Muzak and Ingo. And, and Bingo. And, and Bingo. Zane. That's it. Yeah. Wingo. It's a lot Plinko. of words. No. No. Plingo. Mm. Nope. Slingo. It's, a, it's no. a great cause. They uh, It costs, I think, $7 per bingo card. You get three rounds. Um, and all proceeds go to Sean. No. And all proceeds go to a charity. Oh, that's much better. Uh, that is helping out during these uh, coronavirus times. Nice. That's great. Well done. Well, we will see you in uh, another round of Musingo. And in the meantime, hopefully we're seeing some of our listeners over on the Apple Podcast ratings, leaving those five stars <laughs> and then dropping a review saying, hey, Here's a song. Here's a song that Sean does not know. Uh, let me drop it in there. Uh, they can also tweet us at Parks Rect Pod or holler on Facebook. Also at Parks Rect Pod as a dog barks off in the distance. Yes. Your dog? No. no. Outside dog. A dog. We would give our dog more clout than that. Parks and Rect. This is the end of the podcast. It's over. You don't have to listen anymore. Podcast is over now. Thanks for tuning in. Close your app. Listen to the radio. Or listen to the next episode.